Welcome to Becoming Referrable, the podcast that helps you become the kind of advisor people can't help talk about. I'm Julie Littlechild, and this week Steve and I are focused on video. More specifically, the many ways that you can use video to engage with both clients and prospects. You know, throughout the pandemic, video has become a way to deliver and to maintain a personal connection. But here's the thing, it's not going anywhere. So Steve and I discussed the specifics of using video at four different stages of the client and prospect journey as a way to add real value. We'll share lots of real examples of advisors who use video in very creative ways and hope to inspire you to create some of your own. Finally, we examine the technical aspects of producing a meaningful video and make the point that you probably have everything that you need to get started right now. And with that, let's get straight to the conversation. Hey, Steve. Good to talk to you, as always. Julie, nice to see you again. Well... We're talking about video today, so we're going yay. to yay. We're going to get, um, I think, really tactical on this one. And uh, we did an episode with Candace Carlton on video that we should put in the show notes as well because I think it it fits really well with this overall topic that we're looking at yeah. today. Uh, but yeah. really wanted to dig in on video as part of the communications process and in particular as a way to really create more connection. So um, let me ask you, I mean, I think we're both seeing different examples of this. We're both using video in different ways. Why do you think video needs to be such an important part of a communication strategy? Well, for a couple of reasons. One is that that's what people are doing more now. So if you're not doing the current technology, chances are other people will get access to your prospects and clients without your, you know, <clears throat> where, where you are not. Um, but also, I think one of those things that really has um, been emphasized during the pandemic is that, um, you know, since we could not get together in person, we seek out other ways and that people really feel like they can get to know you if they get to see you in motion. If you think way back to the beginning of our our project here on uh, on this podcast. One of the earlier guests uh, was the uh, founder of Guidevine. Yeah, and 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 that's that's where that all came from. Is that if a, a key component to determining whether you wanted to go see an advisor or not was whether you thought you you would like the person personally, whether right. whether you would have a personal connection, and that video could deliver that feeling that people feel like they get to know you a little bit. And so from a prospecting side, there's that element to it, but also, you know, it's important if, especially if we can't get together in person, that we're doing things that help our clients feel like they're maintaining that personal connection. Through well, this. Yeah. And I, we've got uh, some examples and different ways to use video, but it might be also helpful to just clarify, because I think when we talk video, people think often, I've, I've developed educational videos, say, for my website. Right. You know, we saw a lot of yeah. advisors doing that. Um, and it's, it can be daunting, and it's still a great idea. But, uh, but I think as much as anything, we're talking about how can I just use video more often in order to right. create that ongoing connection? Would you agree with that? Yes. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and there are different tools for that and, and many different ways to use that. So you had an interesting way of looking at it, though, that I thought would be helpful to frame the conversation. You said there are four stages to using video. Can you talk us through that? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> different ways of using video um, can be in, in that four parts of the relationship. One is before you meet to get introduced to someone. One is a way of meeting. So as you're developing that relationship, as you're working on bringing on that client, you can use video to maintain a personal connection as they work their way through the process. Uh, I'm sorry, as, as a, um, a way of getting introduced. So before you meet would be the prospecting stuff. A way of meeting is um, that uh, stage where they begin to interact with you, uh, guiding people through the process so you can maintain that personal contact as they go through the initial process and then keeping in touch with existing clients as that fourth step. And so maybe we can dig into this and, and talk about some examples. So the first one you met, which I think is a really interesting one, which is before the, you know, when it's a, still a prospect and right. again, creating that kind of connection. Do you have any examples or what would you recommend as, as to the kind of video that might work here? Well, the first and, and probably most important is having a profile video of yourself on your website right. so that if someone gets referred to you, if someone discovers you and they go to your website and they, they see the messages and they're attracted to the kinds of things that you do and how you position yourself, they can also then sort of get an introduction to you. So yep. that, that kind of profile video, I think, is, is the, the first most important one. <clears throat> and... It, one of the ways that uh, we've used video a little and I've seen it used is to also do that on a more personalized basis. So again, maybe not as slick, but the ability to send a quick video that is personalized to the prospect is, you know, hey, Bob, so looking forward to meeting you. Uh, you know, here's the kind of work we do or here's what I know about you and we're, we're excited to talk about. I mean, it could be a 60 second clip. But something about that, I think, just creates this different level of connection. And, it, and it's different enough that it shows you, you care to some extent as well. Right, exactly. And that, that, to me, that would be that, that second level, that, that way of meeting thing. So <clears throat> where the profile video that you may have on your site may be relatively slickly produced, you mm -hmm. know, and, and has a high production value. Um, people don't necessarily expect that for... Uh, one of those introductory videos, but as you're saying, that can be a very powerful thing. It's very, it's very different to be handed a business card as if anybody did that anymore. But I mean, if, you know, to, to get handed a piece of marketing or a business card um, versus having a personalized message come through on video, uh, be, uh, as, as you and I have spoken about before on the podcast, that, that it, it's not exactly the same as meeting someone in person, but there is that sort of, it's pretty close in a lot of ways to, to meeting somebody in person. And so if you're sending a video as an introduction to someone, especially if it's personalized, it's only inches away from actually putting your hand out and shaking somebody's hand. So they, they, you, know, you can really give people the impression of standing there in front of you. And, and, and when you want it to be personal like that, you're better off not having it slickly produced because you, what you want it to feel like is that, hey, there's a person standing right in front of me and talking with me. Um, so if you if you if you do that with too high a production level, it'll it won't feel personal. It won't feel like uh, like a real interaction. 
That's right. It's it, you don't want a slick thing that you add a personal front end to. It's not like right. fill in the blank. Hi, Bob. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's really Hi, state your name. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, it's I think, and these are pretty easy to do. I mean, once you get over the how am I going to look and what am I going to say, I think these are are pretty easy to do. So when you say is a way of meeting, is that that's what you mean there as that's a way the of, of making right. an introduction? And I think with referrals. That's really powerful, right? Because yeah, that's, that's right. a different level, right? And 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 the cool thing about using it as a with a referral is that you've got the name of the person you're meeting. You've got the you know you obviously know who referred you, and so you can give them a personal message. You know, you can say, "Hey, Bob, it's really nice to meet you." And I was really excited that Sally you know sent you over, and she mentioned this about you. And I mean, it's again, it's it's almost like really having a conversation with somebody even if you haven't met him yet. Well, and I think, I mean, it, it also creates this sense of, wow, this person actually put some time into this already, right? right? right. And, and I do think there's a level of reciprocity that, that might come with that. At least we've certainly found that. Um, the Where I know we've been using video a lot, and I'm happy to share some examples later, is, is more on the what you called sort of guiding through the process. So can you give me a, a view on what that might look like for an advisor? Yes. <clears throat> As you know, one of, one of the things that can be challenging for advisors is that, you know, if you're doing a comprehensive financial planning process, there's, there's a lot that you do in the process, and there's a lot that you need the client to do as well pulling together different documents or preparing things for the for it. And it um, it can really be a great help if if you provide little tutorials as you go along the way um, that can if you're if it's in advance of a meeting that can present what to expect when you come in and how this is going to go. And then as a follow up to a meeting, you know, so essentially helping explain the homework to them, what, whatever you need them to do next, and then what you're going to be doing in the office. You know, one of the things that, that you know, I think we both say a lot um, is that one of the challenges that advisors have is communicating value when the client's not sitting in front of you. Right. And so if you have a meeting and the client really likes the meeting and you gather the information that you need and you're ready to move to the next step of the planning process, once they leave, they don't realize how much work you're doing in the office to put together the financial plan or, or whatever other preparations you're doing. But if they get a video then a day or two after you've been there that says, now here's where we are in the process and this is what we're doing and this is what we're analyzing and this is what the next step is going to be, it, it, can really, it can really communicate value while you're working on things behind the scene, but it can also keep you in touch with that person all through that process, even if they're not sitting in front of you. And I, you know, I don't think we can underestimate how hard it is to sometimes digest written documents. This right. is, this is the area where we found uh, has been incredibly helpful. And it's, it's, you know, it's a different business. I appreciate, but the example hopefully holds. Once we go through a process um, of, of create crafting a survey for a firm, for example, um, there's a lot of back and forth and, and there's a point where we send them the recommended survey. Now, I defy anyone to just read a survey and know how the data is going to be used and why we're asking a question this way and how that's going to tie into the background variables and all of that. So we've just taken to recording a five minute video that goes with it and says, 
and I literally am sitting at my computer, let me walk you through this. And it gives them context and and feedback has been amazing, but also it, it makes it clear. And so you reduce all of those questions that can come up. Exactly. Now, a lot of advisors also are using a lot more technology in terms of their interactions. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I use e-money like many advisors right. and that has a client vault. Yeah. And one of the things that we do is we try to get the clients to hook up all their accounts um, to that system mm-hmm. so that when we go to do the plan, we've got updated numbers all the time. They don't have to bring in a lot of printed statements and that kind of thing. But, you know, just like you were saying, giving them a written document that tries to guide them through that platform and get to the right spot and then connect their accounts. That can be hard, even for somebody who's relatively familiar with technology. But, you know, just like we've done in documenting procedures that we give to new staff members, if you just pull something up like Snagit or some little way of capturing video in real time, and it captures the screen and it captures your voice and you say, look, you go to this spot and you click on this and you go over here and you type this in and you click that and they can see it Holy cow, is that easier for them? Yeah. Hey, it's Steve. We'll get back to the show in just a minute. But first, I'd like to make you an offer. Every week, I send out a tip or an idea to help you become more referable. It might be something I picked up during an advisory board meeting. It might be an idea from one of our amazing guests. Every other week, I announce a new interview on the podcast, so never miss an episode. Or maybe it's something I picked up from a new research report. And I deliver it right to your inbox. Would you like to become a little more referable each week? Then send an email to steve at theclientdrivenpractice.com and I'll even throw in my latest alert, five reasons you need to listen to your clients now before someone else does. Just put five reasons in the subject line. That's steve at theclientdrivenpractice.com and put five reasons in the subject line. And I'll send you your free guide right away and then a little tip about how to become more referable every week. Now, back to the show. Yeah, and and even just going back to your comment on the first with prospects, I mean, sending a proposal to someone, which again, they're often lengthy and dry and, and, and you know just being able well, that's to a say separate issue, right but. right yeah well that's yeah, it is but <laughs> let's assume that's the case there's nuance there and right. so again we we're often recording something that might be even up to 10 minutes to say um not only for whomever you're sending the information to but it makes it easier for them to share it with others Exactly. So if it's, you know, I, I need to send this to my spouse, it's just going to make it so much easier. And, um, and, and let me just emphasize too, you may not even realize how much difficulty your clients are having with this right. stuff. I, I'll give you an example. We, we, we were doing an advisory board and we were uh, evaluating the clients, the new portal that they were using, the new, the new vault that, that people were operating with. <clears throat> and we were asking questions about, you know, how useful do you find it? You know, and, and, and one of the questions that we asked was, um, how, how easy was it for you to get to learn how to use it? Mm-hmm. And almost everybody in the room said, I couldn't figure it out. So I called Pat and she walked me through it. And Pat was the administrative assistant okay. to the firm. The owner had no idea that like <laughs> 75% of his clients had to call the administrative assistant to walk them through the process. But well, Pat knew. <laughs> yeah, Pat knew. Um, but but she didn't. She probably didn't make an issue. No, she's part just of her job, adding right? value. So, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, <clears throat> so 
knowing that, I mean, so, you know, obviously there, there are all kinds of implications to that. One is, you know, let's just hope Pat never leaves. And uh, another one is how much time is Pat investing in this? Yeah. And, you know, so, but, but, so that was a real, that was a real eye opener that, that, that what, what that advisor needed to do was to record a video of how to get into this thing and make that available to a client when, when they introduced the vault to them. And that ended up saving a bunch of time and being a much better process and a more, you know, fail safe process. Um, so as you were saying, just it's, it can be really hard to walk through a written document, especially when technology is involved. And do you know, I, I don't know if there's an answer to this question, but it's finding the line between this will be a great video and they really need us to give them a call and walk them through something, right? And, and because there are, there are things where sometimes I feel it's almost like we try to make everything another, an FAQ that nobody right. reads or, right. or a, an instructional video that nobody watches. And they're perfect in some places, but, but I think there's also times, right? Where it's sure. a bit more complex, yeah. where, where they want that handholding. Right. Right. And I, I don't know that there is, I don't know that there's a pat answer to that. I don't know yeah. there's a, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, you want, you want to do some, just like, just like you do, you want to do some testing, you want to do um, keeping in touch with clients. And so if you think that something can be facilitated by vi video, again, these don't have to have a high production value. You can do them very quickly and you can do them simply right. and try it out with a few people and then ask them. Yeah. And, you know, if, if it's something that, you know, a lot of people are going to have to do, and it's exactly the same way for each person, it's probably best to do it on video. And if it's something that's a little more customized or something that's a little more unusual or, mm -hmm. or differs from client to client, then it's probably something you want to get on the phone with and coach them through. Absolutely. Um, the, you, you also mentioned a, a final area to use these videos, which was really just keeping in touch. So what are you seeing there? So a lot more advisors are doing um, sort of video updates as opposed to blog posts or yeah. weekly newsletters or that kind of thing. And I'll go back to um, uh, you know someone that we've had on the on the podcast before, Brian Fricky, who's a uh, mm -hmm. an advisor in Florida, and <clears throat> and he does weekly videos. Every you know his clients right. all get a ten minute video, five or ten minute video once a week. Mm -hmm. And when we ask clients about that in his advisory board, that's like the favorite part of their communication yeah. program to the clients. They love getting them. And, and we've asked a few different ways, a few different times, you know, what would you change about that? And then they say nothing. We love getting those things. We love watching them. And here's the key thing too, for becoming referable. We love sharing those things with our friends. Right. And so right. if he's giving a market insight or if he's giving a financial planning tip or something like that, you know, he, he, he's gone from just uh, hearing about that, I believe, to where he encourages people to share that with other folks as a way of getting his name around. You're you're also reminding me that as as great as these tools are, there's there's some things to watch out for. Um, I I watched a video on someone's website recently, and I will not name names, which was by a long shot the worst video I have ever seen <laughs> in my life, because it was entirely about this individual. Like oh. almost jaw dropping in the level of self-involvement, right? <laughs> and I thought, 
I don't, I, like, I mean, I really <laughs> didn't understand it, but I mean, it's it, it, a very extreme example. Um, but, you know, we've got to be careful that videos are to make connection and they are about the advisor to some extent, but as much as anything, they're still about the client, right? And and how we can help. Right, exactly. Um, um, but, you know, and you also mentioned uh, the advisor doing this on a newsletter. I have to imagine that he's pretty good on camera. Right. Do you have you come across people who are sort of struggling with that side of things who feel like, yeah, this makes sense, but I freeze up. I'm not comfortable. I look stiff. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I I know that a lot of people worry about that and a lot of people are stiff at the beginning. And, and the, you know, the only I mean, if you're really if, if you're just totally freaked out every time a camera gets turned on in front of you, then maybe you don't <laughs> want to use video. This might not I'll, be for you. This might not be for you. But you know, a lot of it is just is just doing it. It's just yeah. getting comfortable with doing it. And and again, oh, don't overproduce it. So if right. it's different to sit there with your iPhone and pretending yeah. like you're talking to somebody on FaceTime, than if you walk onto a production set, you know, with lights and big cameras and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. It's um, what I what I find is that you know, if you're doing just the sort of small personal thing, if you just do it a, a few times, it 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 becomes a lot more comfortable. Yeah. And, and, um, and if you're and if you're uncomfortable with it, try a few out and 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 just get opinions from relatives or a, a few close friends and and see what kind of feedback you get. And if and if people say, no, that's you, I, th I think that's you know, that that's a good projection of your personality. I yeah. thought you did fine. Even if you're even if you think you were terrible, horrible, it's like, you know, I, I don't you probably don't have this experience. But, you know, when I go back and read my own blog posts or if I listen, oh, you know, look at always. look at old presentations. Huh. I, I just, I, it's just the worst thing in the world. No, yeah. um, hate, hate watching videos. But, I mean, so, do them yeah. all the time. Just hate watching. <laughs> exactly. <myself. laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, I can't, I just put together a new speaker reel and I'm looking at it like, Oh God, that was terrible. <laughs> <clears throat> um, um, so I, I wanted to dig in on, on some examples here and also maybe, and maybe we can talk about this separately or as part of this sort of the technologies that are available to, to do some of this. Um, can you, can you share any just good examples of what you've seen work here? Yeah. So one, one person I wanted to mention is Benjamin Hardy. Um, and so he has, written a number of books. I didn't even realize I'd, I'd already read a few of his books without putting together that it was the same guy who's written a bunch of those. <laughs> and he's become my new hero because I think he's coming out with like a book a year or something wow. like that. So he's cruising right along. But he he has, uh, and somehow I got on one of his mailing lists. And so every day or so I get this email with a video that he's recorded. And it's really, it's really, a, there are a lot of really good lessons in there. And so one of the lessons is he, he, you know, he, he's sitting in his living room recording these things, right? He's not on a set. He, he doesn't have any special background or anything. And he's just recording it. So you're looking at him. You can see his living room behind him. You can see the earbuds in his ears. And he's just talking to his smartphone or his webcam or whatever it is. But he's very focused with a message. Um, uh, and, and, and it ends up being pretty effective. And now, now he's taken the game up a few notches because he's inserted a bunch of stock video footage, you know, of landscape scenes or people mm -hmm. doing things or, you know, with, with, uh, with pull quotes superimposed over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's not hard to do, uh, but it gives the, the, the video a very different feel. And, um, 
you know, and he's developed a huge YouTube following because all of these things, of course, get posted on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, I think he's built an enormous uh, um, community, a, an enormous following just by doing those things. And it take, he, he has, you, have, you have to invest a little time to think through the thought that you want to use to explain to people. But I, I, I'm, my, my sense is that actually producing it does not take all that long. Right. He'll record his thing. He'll probably send it to somebody on his staff or some, mm -hmm. a freelancer that he hires to edit it and to put the stock footage in. So visually it breaks it up a little bit, makes it a little more interesting. And then to superimpose the quotes on it, put a nice title on the front and then release it. But really all in all, it's, it, I don't imagine that it's, it's a particularly big investment of time mm -hmm. and it's a great way to get stuff, that, stuff out there. So you can just you know, Google or you can go to YouTube and find Benjamin Hardy and you'll see he's got a gazillion videos up there now. <laughs> it's a very, very technical number there. Yeah. Um, what else have you seen? Um, so there's, uh, there are a few things that advisors specifically can use. There's one technology called BombBomb. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, specifically designed to incorporate videos into email. So if you want to send something to your clients, or if you want a video that you can send to prospective clients or people that you just meet, um, that's one easy way to do it. You don't have to worry about how you're going to take this file and stick it in an email. And, you know, it just automates the whole thing. And, and so it makes the whole thing easier. So, you know, look up BombBomb. And I'm sure that there are other technologies that are similar to that. There are. And, you know, we were using BombBomb bomb and, and somebody raised a red flag to me on security, which is completely unfounded. I have not looked into this at all, but um, but I, it, it was a good reminder <laughs> that we also need to right. to really look at, at the, the providers. Um, Loom is definitely one that has a big following and similarly, really easy to use. You know, you can record your head alone talking, you can share a screen, you can have both of those things. Um, it also gives in both of those cases, although I think Loom might be a bit more advanced, allows people to add comments, right? Oh, so okay. they can be listening to the video and, and it'll say, you know, at minute two, they said X. And so there's, I think there's a lot, but, but even without those tools, I mean, you can you can get Zoom and just record it. Right? That, yeah, and, that was another and, one, right? And, and, and send I, it, right? Yeah, I, and I do that a fair amount. It's yeah. just to record something on Zoom. So I open up a meeting. It's just me in the meeting and I hit record and and then save it. Or you can do it with a guest. And so yep. um, you can have a meeting and record it that way. Yeah. And, you know, the other technology to consider, this really depends on the type of video, though, is is some form of online teleprompter. Like I, I usually really discourage any kind of scripting with with personal videos. But if it's something you're going to use often, you know, it may make sense. But there are some really cool teleprompters that you can have that flows on your iPhone while you're talking right. that's yep. on your computer. I mean, it doesn't have to be the big setup. And they're, they're free and they're online, right? I mean, so it's really, really pretty easy to use. I, one, one word of caution I will have about teleprompters is that mm -hmm. until you be until you get used to using a teleprompter a little bit, yeah. Just be very careful with them because the temptation is to stare at the teleprompter, not pay yes. attention to what's going on in your face. Yeah. And I've I've had a number of advisors who've, you know, worked on on doing videos for a blog that they were putting out and they just look so deadpan because yes. they're staring at the monitor and they're reading it right off it, not paying any attention to projecting any emotion at all. So it yeah, just it's you a know, really good point. Before you put it out there, just try it out a few times and then watch the watch the recording and make sure that you're 
that you're using expressions on your face and it, that you're, it actually looks like you're having a conversation with somebody as opposed to just staring into the, into the lens. It's a, you know, and this is one of these things that over time you just get better at, right? I always think of it exactly. as acting, right? Yep. So, uh, and, and it really is a, a bit that way. I, I do recall some of the first videos I ever created that I was trying to do in a professional way. And I was working with a, a, a guy who, who did this and he kept saying, don't script it, don't script it. But I, it was my safety, right? right. I just right. couldn't get comfortable. Uh, and, and it didn't work very well. Right. <laughs> and so, right. you know, yeah. but eventually it was like just sort of trusting the process and, and an editor. I mean, where else in life do we have someone who can just cut out the bad stuff? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right? exactly. I said, what? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's yeah, just. So for, for most people, bullet points probably work better. Yeah. So have a series of bullet points with the things you want to cover and then just talk about each of them from there as opposed to trying to script the whole thing out. Because if you try to script the whole thing out, if you're not good at it yet, if you're not, if you don't know how to memorize the script and, and perform from it, you'll end up reading it. And that, oh, yeah. that doesn't look good on video. It really doesn't. So you've mentioned a few tools. I mean, you can do this on your smartphone. You can do it with a webcam, uh, you know, and like maybe it's worth saying uh, if you're using uh, a, a camera on your computer, like use a webcam, don't use the one that you're looking right. down at <laughs> yeah. on your laptop. I mean, these are things you just sort of figure out once when you do it, but um, any anything else that you think is helpful on the equipment or app side for anyone? I think we've covered a lot of the apps that uh, that I could think of to use, and and I'll just reiterate the importance of what you just said. You know, you can buy a decent webcam for thirty or forty yeah. bucks, right? And so, and make sure it's at eye level. Make sure that yeah. there's light in front of you, so you're not it's, in the witness protection program. That's right. And um, uh, and 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 use a, a halfway decent microphone. So yeah. you know, don't don't use the camera or the microphone that are in your laptop. You know, get an inexpensive. Uh, microphone or headset and, you know, make sure that the, the, the lighting and the audio quality are halfway decent and then just try it out a bunch of times and get, yeah. and get, you'll get better at it. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you one more question before we wrap up. If someone was thinking about uh, integrating video more, where do you think they should start? Like, what do you think is the highest value thing that they could do on video? Um, <clears throat> well, apart from, um, actually paying someone to produce a profile video for your website, because having that video on your website, I think is the highest value thing, but it's not the easiest one to get into. True. That's true. one where you're going to want to bring somebody in and, and get some production value. But I think having that on your site is if there was one piece of video, that would be the one. But then I think, you know, the, the best leverage would be just to do little video updates for your clients because yep. you can do those easily. It's, it's, you know, there are people who already know and like you, it gives you an opportunity to practice a lot in front of a camera. And so that's, I, I would just start with little updates that, that you can distribute to your clients uh, you know, on a periodic basis. Well, and, and I'll just pull one other tactical piece. And this came up in a podcast that you and I did around content and breaking it down. The idea that sometimes the best place to start with content is to just make note of all the questions that clients have asked you. Right. So yep. just start there, right? Five questions that clients have asked, because I think that comes naturally in right. terms of response. You don't need to script and study and just just exactly. respond. So 
Um, and, and if you do that, if you if you if you write down the questions that clients are bringing, chances are other clients will have the same question. Mm -hmm. So there's a higher likelihood that whatever you're talking about is going to be of interest to more people. Absolutely. Well, it was good to talk to you today. And, um, you know, this is such a great topic. So for thanks for sharing some of those examples. It was great. Thank you, Julie. Hey, folks, Steve again. Thanks for joining us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really helps. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, and connect with our blogs and other resources. So until next time, so long.